It's Javante season. Step inside. Javante Williams gonna take you for a ride. It's Christmas time, the time of year. When Smitty Claus is out spreading cheer. The story goes, the snow was thick. The toys got made by Smitty Saint Nick. His deer were strong and nine players deep. But one little deer didn't have quick feet. His name was Melvin, he was holding Santa back. From cranking out toys from that big Smitty sack. Then one day, Javante would appear. Saying, hey Santa Smitty, I'll be your main reindeer. He had quick feet, he had a red nose. You may see his name on all of Smitty's shows. He cuts and runs like he's out for a fight. He asked Santa Smitty, can I lead us Christmas night? Sure, said Smitty. He moved Melvin out the way. Now only Javante will pull Santa's sleigh. So the story ends with Javante dropping load. And he enters next year as a damn cheat code. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Show, take a lap, get land, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Okay, look into the light. Follow the light. I just want to make sure you're okay. Are you okay? Did you did you sit Javante? Are you okay? Look into the light. I think you might be a little disoriented if you sat Javante Williams tonight because the dude balled out. The dude came and dropped absolute fire. Might I say... Don't get mad, don't get mad, don't get all upset, don't get all upset, but should I say, quite possibly, Jonathan Taylor-esque, when you watch this man carry the football, the guy known as Javante Williams, looks a little Jonathan Taylor-esque, and you can rip on that if you want, you could say, oh, this is one game, but you're not stepping on our parade, this is Javante season. Now, could Denver screw it up? Absolutely. Could Denver mess this one up? Absolutely. Could this coaching staff say, hey, we want to keep this man fresh and healthy, and we're going to, as soon as Melvin Gordon is ready, put Melvin Gordon back in a halftime? It is certainly possible. I cannot predict that. All I can tell you is this man has that potential to be Jonathan Taylor-esque, and anybody that started him this week probably won their week. Let's just put it that way. So... Javante Williams dropping a load all over the field in week number 13. We head into week 14. We head into week 14, about ready to do the waiver wire segment. So let's take a look at the waiver wire ads for week 14. We'll do the, the Javante song in a minute. Um, how, about, how about this intro one more time? Why don't we play this intro one more time? It's Javante season. Step inside. Javante Williams gonna take you for a ride. It's Christmas time, the time of year, when Smitty Claus is out spreading cheer. The story goes, the snow was thick. The toys got made by Smitty Saint Nick. His deer were strong and nine players deep. But one little deer didn't have quick feet. 
His name was Melvin, he was holding Santa back. From cranking out toys from that big smitty sack. Then one day, Javante would appear. Saying, hey Santa Smitty, I'll be your main reindeer. He had quick feet, he had a red nose. You may see his name on all of Smitty's shows. He cuts and runs like he's out for a fight. He asked Santa Smitty, can I lead us Christmas night? Sure, said Smitty. He moved Melvin out the way. Now only Javante will pull Santa's sleigh. So the story ends with Javante dropping load. And he enters next year as a damn cheap code. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Show, take a lap, get land, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I'm excited, you're excited, Javante season hopefully stays. Uh, we don't know if it will, we certainly hope that it does. Uh, let's get to the week 14 waiver wire stuff. Um, look, if Tony Pollard's available in your league, like something crazy like that, obviously he's a, he's a must grab. Um, if, uh, if, if for any reason Madison's available, he's a must grab. These are all obvious things. Okay. Let's get to like the deeper waiver wire grabs. If you have some weird dilemma, bring it up and we'll try and, uh, you know, break it down for you. But of the likely available guys walking into week 14, you're looking at them right above my head. I would probably say that because we don't know what's going on, uh, we talked about this on our on the YouTube live. We don't know what's going on with uh, Henderson. Um, this is probably the top potential ad because of the uh, the amount of upside this guy holds if he gets into the lineup. Sony Michelle, he's got high end running back two potential, low end running back one potential if he's in the lineup getting carries for his team as the main guy. It gets really like cloudy really quick um, because we don't know the status of Miles Sanders. If Miles Sanders is going to miss significant time, then Gainwell might just be the number two ad. Or you could even argue the number one ad if Hendy looks like he's potentially going to be fine and then Sanders is going to miss some time. Then all of a sudden, Gainwell becomes the top ad. So we really need to, to have more information before we can really lock some of these in. And let me just go to the the waiver or the news wires real quick and just see if there's anything um, breaking on Miles Sanders or anything as we're we're recording this live. I spent the last sorry about the delay. I spent the last half hour with some technical issues. Always technical issues when you're doing a live stream and a, a, a live show. It's not like everything's post production. I do a lot of live streams. A lot of things can go wrong. Um, Boston Scott did not receive a carry in the Eagles week 13 win over the Jets after missing practice all week with a, a non-C word illness. Scott was regulated to emergency running back duties. Miles Sanders functioned as the workhorse back and Kenneth Gainwell mixed in some passing down. Sanders went down. Um, he's been ruled out. He was, or he was ruled out uh, for week 13. We don't know if he's going to be ruled out for future weeks, but stay tuned on this one. Stay tuned on this one. Javante, that like button, says Joel. Javante, the like button. Punch it. Do it live. Lam it. Javante. We need it. We get. We need a Javante. Get Javante, or we'll come up with something. Something catchy. Uh, get get Javante. Uh, I don't know. Drop in Javante. Whatever. We'll come up with something. It comes natural. We'll come up with a song. A little saying, kind of like our. Get lammed. 
we'll we'll figure it out. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. So put Kenneth Gainwell right here. Now, who's number three? I mean, Freeman's up for for debate. Um, you could argue uh, St. Brown if you need a wide receiver. You could go. I mean, Joaquin Grant looked pretty good. Um, Joaquin Grant looked pretty good. Adrian Peterson, I, you know, I don't know that he's got a ton left in the tank, but he looked pretty powerful. He couldn't get much on the ground yards per carry with the play calling and everything, but he still looks like he could get a touchdown or two. If you're desperate for a running back that need, you know, high touchdown scoring type league, Peterson's an ad. Uh, Drake is out for the season. So Barber now enters the number two role. And we know how much we don't trust Josh Jacobs for the long term. So, I mean, Barber could have some value. Deontay Harris, Trey Lance in the top corner here. Um, I think it's a matter of time before Jimmy G's on the bench, whether it be due to injury or due to, you know, just poor play. Whatever the case may be, a lot of people in Ninerville and Niner Worlds, they don't think this is going to happen. They think, oh, Jimmy's going to start the year. What they don't know is Jimmy G's not staying healthy for the full year. There's no way. There's no way Jimmy G survives bad play, the pressure, uh, stays healthy. There's a lot of reasons Lance could enter the lineup, and I think one of them will force Lance into the lineup. I'll give you a prediction. I think within 10 quarters, within 10 quarters, Lance will be in the lineup. Media, didn't you just hear what I said? Didn't you just hear what I said? Lance not playing this year. It's not up to you, media. It's up to his health and the situation, which is unpredictable. There's a lot of ways that Lance could get into the lineup, media. A lot of ways. Lance is the future. He's also the now, but your team doesn't realize it, media. Your team doesn't realize he's not only the future, he's the now. If you put Trey Lance into the lineup, media, you would actually win games. And everyone's mentality in 49erville, and you guys know I love my 49er people. I have a lot of 49er followers, but the mentality in general walking into this week was if it's not broke, don't fix it. Why, why not upgrade? Why sit stagnant with a, a quarterback that can't get it done? You've got a, a, a potential opportunity to make the playoffs, and you got lucky enough to get to a certain point where... If you put Lance in, you play better. If you started Lance in week one, you would have won more games than you did with Jimmy G. If you started Trey Lance two weeks ago, you would have probably been set up to win this game against the, the Seahawks. The answer is Trey Lance. The answer is put him in. The answer is now. And with the supporting cast that Lance will have, this is different than any other rookie quarterback. Even Mac Jones took him a while but look what look what Bill Belichick did now look at the Patriots they had growing pains but Shanahan refused refused to go through the growing pains early maybe still muster out the wins even as he grew because Trey Lance is still elusive he's got more upside more ability than Jimmy G will ever have and he's better than Jimmy G is and and he's better right now and I don't care what anybody says I know what my eyeballs say. Anybody acting like Jimmy G is the best option for this team going forward when you're it's a losing battle is merely just, I don't know, trying to support the team, I suppose. I don't think anybody's off base. But if, if they truly, truly in their heart believe that Jimmy G's the starter, 
they got they got they got to get they got to get a checkup. They got to get a checkup. Head to your nearest doctor. Tell him you're getting you have a little bit of signs of delusion and you need some help. He'll take a look at you. He'll subscribe to Fantasy Football Show. You'll watch five episodes. He'll give you that prescription and you'll be cured. You'll be cured. How people support Jimmy G right now is beyond me. Beyond me. Like, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even a debate. It's not even a debate. So Lance is on this list because Lance will be in there at some point uh, this season. And he's going to have a lot of upside, especially if you're in like a 2QB league and someone cut him, grab him, and hold him, and wait on him. Minshew's a good quarterback to grab if you need one. Taysom Hill is injured but might play through it. Um, oh, oh God, media. Now you're embarrassing yourself. Jimmy GQB1, bro. Come on. Come on, bro. Like you, you and I thought we're on the same page a few weeks ago. You're, you're, you're back. You're, you're aggressing, bro. Come on, media. You can't put this out there. This is out there forever, media. (laughs) It's receded, bro. QB1, you're really going to put Jimmy G and QB1 in the same sentence? And no one's disrespecting Kittle. I don't know what that talk is in the chat. Stop disrespecting. Who's disrespecting Kittle? Who's disrespecting Kittle? No one's disrespecting Kittle. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Grant, um, Taysom, Minshew. These are all like a mixed bag here, you know. Uh, if you need a quarterback, you can you can hunt in this area here. Osborne. You know, let's wait and, and see on the Thielen injury and see how relevant Osborne could be. Uh, Barber, he's kind of, I think, a little more relevant than all these guys unless you're in a two QB league. So we're gonna put we're gonna put these guys down here a little bit um, and just kind of tuck them away and say that you know what, if you need a quarterback, this is where they are. They're not amazing grabs, but Grant, we'll put Grant there. Adrian Peterson, if you need a body, um, you need a running back. Uh, Deontay Harris is probably right around this range. I would actually put Trey Lance value-wise right above these guys. So I stick him right about there. Even above Barber if you don't need a running back whatsoever. Trey Lance will be valuable in just a little bit. So so hold on to him. And once he gets injected in, you're going to hear Niner people everywhere just excited when he looks good right away. And they're like, yeah, he's our QB1 and just completely disregarding their Jimmy G's QB1 talk. Media, I'm so I can't believe it. I can't believe I can't believe media. I can't media, you and I were on the same page for a long time. For a long time and now you've regressed. I don't know why why you went down this path. Part of me thinks your roommate's got your phone right now, media. He's messing with your reputation. He's logged in talking about this. When you and I have clearly said Jimmy G needs to start. God. Where have you where'd you go, media? Where'd you go? How is anybody supporting Jimmy G right now? How is anybody like I saw a couple of the Kittle comments. You want Kittle to continue. Look, if you think Trey Lance can't do the same thing with Kittle, if not better, you got another thing coming because Kittle gets tossed hospital passes from Jimmy G. We talk about this in the quad box all the time. Jimmy G just tosses up these hospital passes right to Kittle, and Kittle gets hurt. He always gets Kittle hurt. So if you want Kittle to stay healthy, 
you want Trey Lance eventually in there. Trey will find him. Trey will find him. He'll find Debo. He'll find everybody. He's got a better arm. He can throw down the field better. He's going to throw for more yards. He's going to obviously run better. He's going to keep the offense uh, just completely, completely in tune. And maybe he has growing pains. Maybe he has growing pains. Trey is like Fields. No, he's not. Trey is in a different offense, bro. Trey is going to have much more support than Fields had. Trey's going to have more support than Mac Jones. Trey would get further along in the maturing process faster than Mac Jones did. And Mac Jones looks really good right now. But Bill Belichick had the cojones to get rid of Cam, get rid of the distractions, and let's put in our future and start building now. Why waste time? I don't understand this. Jimmy G helps us win. Jimmy G doesn't help you do anything. You're you have six wins right now, and your your playoff hopes are slipping right out of your grasp. And you're and you're thinking Jimmy G helps you win. Jimmy G's the now. How does now and Jimmy G even come in the same sentence? Even on our quad box media, it was just it was just garbage talk about Jimmy G. In the quad box, even Doctor Raj. C-Mac, especially Vlad, he's not better than Trey Lance. He is, Vlad said, C-Mac, you want to, or uh, 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 media, you want your head to hurt. Vlad said, Jimmy G shouldn't be starting in the NFL, bro. So how am I off base talking about Jimmy G like this? He is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Jimmy G won't be starting... By the end of the year, I give Jimmy G, I give him roughly 10 quarters remaining. And then if he gets hurt, we'll hear people go, well, he predicted he got hurt. You can disagree with Vlad too. I'm just saying, you you seem to think I'm off base here. Like the whole quad box agrees Jimmy G is not it. Jimmy G is not it. And Shanahan should put in Trey Lance, but won't. Should put Trey Lance in, but won't. My brain is going to die. media. I don't know what you're, what you're, what's going on with you, like why you're so off tonight. This is not the normal media. Normal media sound has reason about this, bro. Adam, thank you for the super chat. Slayer, thank you for the super chat. Let's get it. Let's get it going here. We got another super chat uh, from Johnny. Johnny, thank you, pal. Johnny says Javante. Uh, Mitchell and Madison all contributed to a clutch win this week. Thanks for all your help, bro. You bet, Johnny. Madison did it. Madison did it. He looked fantastic. Uh, maybe at the end, media. I'm going over the start bench stuff or the the week 14 ads. Um, locked into the playoffs. Out of boy, Adam. Did Javante help you today in any of your leagues, bro? Hopefully, he helped you in that league. Slayer. Thank you for not Smitty approving me trade away Najee Elijah Moore for CEH Chase Pollard. You were right. Smitty knows. Smitty knows. In that, I will say that me telling you not to trade away that for that Chase package, I still believe in Jamar Chase. I still feel like Jamar Chase is going to do well. Rookies hit rookie walls all the time. It happens all the time. They typically... Here's all the, the waiver wire guys. If you guys, James Guyton's another one, Deontay Harris, um, Devonta Freeman, I guess, depending on where Freeman uh, 
you know, if he's available in your league, Homer, AP, Pollard, make sure Pollard's not on waivers. I wrote him down there just to make sure I remind you guys that because you never know. Some people play in some weird leagues. But rookies do this. This is what rookies do. Okay, here's week one. Here's week 10. Here's week now 17. Rookies always, almost always, if they start out on fire, right around 10, 11, 12, 13, they hit this lull, this little space and time where when you think about it, it's logical. A college football season's like that long, okay? So even someone like Chase, who's been sitting out, doesn't matter. His body's used to a college football season. He's never gone the distance in a season that's you know this 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 far down. So rookies always rookies even Najee Najee's right in this lull. Okay, I feel like we felt pretty good about Najee today at, at points. I feel like he's right here. Where, why is this pen out? This pen is out. Najee, I feel like Najee's right there. He's on the the part where it's going to shoot back up. This is where I believe Najee is based on this week. Jamar Chase, I thought we were there with Jamar Chase. I thought this was the point where Jamar was going to blow up. And so so on me that Jamar didn't this week. But I think we're we're right there. I think week this will be uh week 14 for Jamar um like 15 range. I think he does soar and explodes down the stretch could i be wrong for sure you know some rookies get hurt you know he might be dealing with something that we don't know about and we find out later i can't really see those things but because if i'm if we don't know about it we don't know about it but i think that jamar chase if he's healthy if he stays healthy and there's nothing crazy being hidden from us jamar chase is about to explode uh similar to what i think Najee's gonna do so this is the lull part for rookies. They always hit it right around the rookie wall area of the season. And that's right around double digit weeks. It happens to almost every rookie, you know, especially one that's been being worked from like week one. Now, if a rookie gets going like right here or in, J- in Javante's case right here, then they're just going to go like this. There's no rookie wall for somebody starting like near double digit weeks. But someone like Javante... I'm sorry, someone like Najee Harris and Jamar Chase, they've been working hard all year long, up and down, up and down, but pretty much up. They're hitting a rookie wall. They're going to mellow out. So Jamar Chase, I'm still very, very high on, even though he disappointed us like crazy this week. So don't uh, get discouraged with Jamar Chase, especially if you just traded for him. Javante, Jeff, Justin Jefferson, and Brady secured my number one spot. Now I need Swift and Waller to come back healthy. Thanks for all you do, Smitty. Let's keep it going. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat and great job with your team. Great job with your team, broski. What are you doing going forward? If you are a Zeke and Pollard owner, um, I typically start three back Zeke, Cook, Madison, and Lenny Fournette. Um, I don't, you know, we. this is why he's been on this board for like nearly three weeks. I haven't erased this because I've I've kept it there because I get all these crazy comments and DMs where people go, hey, Smitty, when you showed your take a lap like this. Whenever I show that, you see the board. 
since we haven't done a lot of board work lately, I've left that. That's been up there for nearly three weeks now. And there's a reason that is up there. And the reason why I haven't deleted it, because it didn't look great even two weeks ago. People saw it and they're like, oh, what, why would you trade Mon Zeke Monty? And if you look closely, you can see I say even a wide receiver, get a wide receiver. Zeke Monty. Now, how does that look? Zeke Elliott has been on the sell list, not just one week, two weeks, like literally three, four weeks. I wanted him on draft day. He produced like a top five ish top six running back for a while we adjust and we adapt we adjust and we adapt we can't just stick to our guns because we like the guy in draft day things change Leonard Fournette looks good things change now he looks sketchy again for, for a, maybe a minute that could change too back to being a stud so right now you probably start Pollard bro for a, a plethora of reasons I'll give you them a few of them one, he's better. He's the running back one in Dallas. He's the top talent in Dallas. Number two, Zeke's hurt. So the odds of him maybe getting banged up and sitting out of half and then Pollard getting unleashed is very high. So that gives you that explosion potential. Uh, number three, he's already embedded in the offense. Even if, even if Zeke gets healthier... And he, he's got this extended time. They played Thursday. He gets, you know, the whole weekend now. And then he gets a full week. He could get healthier. Even when he's healthier, if that even happens, Pollard's already entrenched in a lot of work. And that's not going to be removed from the equation. So, in your best case scenario, Zeke stays healthy, stays on the field, and you get really lucky and he falls in the end zone and that's that. Like, he's not going to ever return to the Zeke Elliott we've come to know and love. And we appreciate everything he's ever done. And I love Zeke. I'm not down on Zeke at all. Like, in terms of, like, I don't hate him. I don't I don't wish this upon him. But from a fantasy football perspective, he's, his time as a reigning running back one is over. It's over. And if you, if you disagree with that, you're probably, and I don't blame you, I don't blame you. You're probably holding on to a little nostalgia, and I don't blame you. It's very common. Bias injects into everything we do, and, and the, the job you have as a fantasy football owner is to accept that and try and solve it and try and work on not having bias bleed into everything. And it's a, it's a, it's a, a constant, hardworking you know, process. You can't ever just be great at it. Like You have to work at it. And so instead of letting your bias get to you and say, oh, Zeke, Zeke, you know, he'll get back to form. Think about it logically. He's got a running back that's younger, that looks better, that's playing magnificent. Everybody wants Pollard in there because he's, he's making plays. Don't just think about it from a, well, Zeke used to be good, so we can't. No, Pollard's doing it. If you're a coach and you see Pollard making a cutback and turning a three or four yard run Sliding in between a gap and, and into space and, and pulling and, and pulling out a uh, you know fifty yard scamper, you're going to get that player on the field more. Pollard has earned it, and Zeke has so many carries. No player in the NFL has the amount of carries or even close to the amount of carries that Zeke has. That's a relevant player anymore from a, a elite or high end running back perspective. It's he's done. He's done. He's slowing down. He's done. Thomas, I'm sorry to hit that in a negative sense. Some people get 
you know, tired of hearing the negativity, but that's where we're at. We're at the end of the year when people are breaking down. Like, I'm not trying to be negative. Your best bet, Thomas, is that Pollard gets some starts, man. They shut Zeke down. And if that happens, you're golden. You're golden because Pollard will be a top 10 running back. What you're getting out of Madison, you're going to get out of Pollard. Okay? Let's hope... Le- I'm more worried about Lenny getting back to what we thought he could have been walking into this week. And he does seem... You know, Lenny did get some re- receiving work, but I want him to get more work on the ground. I, I think you're going to be okay, but start Pollard for now. That's my take. Unless something weird happens in the news. You know, to change my perspective. So confused on who I start, Jones or Dylan. That is a good one, bro. That is a good one. Guys, what do you think in the chat? If you had Aaron Jones and Dylan, who you start in week 14? I, I would have to say until we hear negative stuff about Jones, I would probably lean on the Jones side for right now. Um, so Jones side for right now. Uh, let's see here. Najee, running back one, running back two is suspect. Clyde, Carter, Pollard, Gainwell. Um, I mean, hopefully Pollard ends up grabbing that job, bro, and you're going to have a top 10 running back there, not a suspect player. And if Sanders is missing time or something, which we don't know yet, then Gainwell would have some good value. Which one of this group do you lean on? And keep in mind that, that this happened before. We thought Gainwell was going to get leaned on, and then Boston Scott was. He was out with illness this week. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it could do that. Could happen again. It could. So I'm not. I'm not banking on Gainwell, but he's a good add. I like Clyde a lot still, but his situation just is so sporadic. Like he can't, he just can't produce like elite numbers right now. And I, I don't know if it'll ever change. I hope it will, but I'm not like I'm not like pushing for people to expect it. I like Pollard the most in your situation here. Um, and hopefully he gets more and more work, you know, and if Zeke misses, I, Zeke's going to probably, in my opinion, in my prediction, go down like in the middle of a game and just kind of sit out and then they shut him down. Um, if they, if he doesn't do that, that means he's going to be rested enough that Pollard's getting a lot of work on game days and then Zeke can stretch it out the whole entire year and they want to use him in the playoffs. That's their, their, their plan. Um, so that's the way they're thinking right now, at least. In my opinion. So I think that they'll give Pollard more run. Good day for my team. Javante 29.8. Madison 21.4. Uh, Jefferson 35.6. Um, Deontay 30.5. 151.7. Still got Josh Allen on Monday night. That's a that's a that's a day. That's a day at the office, rock out. That's that's dropping a load. That's doing what Javante did, you know, and then doing it over and over and over with all the other players. You had a day. A nice little day, Rock Out. And I'm proud of you for sticking with your team. And I, I just wish Javante could... You know, it's frustrating when doing what I do sometimes because I I really do feel some of these gut instincts that don't come true. It's, it's on me to not read the coach, you know, the coaching situation, the environment right. And ultimately, that's my misstep. If if I predict somebody to do well and they don't, they never get a shot or something happens or they get hit with injury, it sucks for me because I, I sit there and I just, you know, I, I I wonder, I wonder what I missed. I wonder, 
Am I right? And so, like, for a guy like Javante, we're waiting. We know what we know what he had. Like, we saw it on a daily or a weekly basis during on game days. He he was, I think, third in the league coming into this week in 20-plus yard runs, was it? Um, let me find that stat real quick because I don't want to spit out fake news. Uh, stats, rushing, rushing. 20 plus yard runs. Javante Williams is number three. In I don't know if this is including this week. This week, so in 40 plus runs, he's number uh, one, two, three, four, five. So Javante, like we we knew he was gonna do this, but I was starting to lose a little bit of hope. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, each week I'm like, why aren't the Broncos playing this man? And part of me still worries that. Part of me still worries that they're going to be like, Wait, let's save him. You know, this year is not a good year for us. We're we're going to ruin our our future and drive him into the ground. So part of me is still fearful that they won't give him a full workload even when Melvin Gordon comes back. But let's hope they do. Let's hope they want to try him out. This guy reminds me so much of Jonathan Taylor, and I don't care if that offends anybody. I don't care if people think that's crazy to start comparing them to... Look, I scouted Jonathan Taylor and Javante as very similar running backs anyway. Like, I've said that many times before. Hey, who's the comp for this player? He runs a lot like Jonathan Taylor. That's not new. I've I've said that a hundred times. But he feels like it on the field, finally. He looked elusive. And anybody who says, stop it, calm down. I've seen a couple of those comments in here. It was garbage time. Calm down. Did you not watch the game? He sheds tackles. One of the best shedding, tackling running backs in college football. And he's been that at the NFL level. So I don't want to hear he's doing this against this defense or in garbage time. Top five and 20 plus runs. Top five and 40 yard plus runs. Breaking tackles like a beast. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear he doesn't have Jonathan Taylor potential because he does. He's electric in the passing game. He's smooth. He's a smooth operator all over the field. Doing things effortlessly. Low center of gravity. Tough to tackle. Big dude. Perfect height for a running back. Uh, Perfect height for an elite pass catching running back. He's the best tackle breaker I can think of right now, other than Jonathan Taylor. It's Jonathan Taylor, Javante, and I don't know who, who else would be a better tackle-breaking running back right now that's playing football right now. Not even Najee Harris. He's better than Najee Harris by a lot in terms of breaking a tackle and shedding a tackle. He, he really is. He's electric. He's elite. Um, and I think his future is first-round bright. It's a, He's a first-rounder. He's a first-rounder. Smitty, please tell me Hendo didn't lose his job this week. I don't, he could have. I don't know, Scott. I don't know. We don't really have a lot of information on that right now. We're, we're merely guessing. Finally paying off. I, we kept hearing it, Trey. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And, and I, I couldn't, I was helpless, man. Helpless for you guys. I, I couldn't do anything. I, I can't. I, all I can do is try to predict something. And then sometimes I feel helpless. Just arms tied watching these coaches botch it over and over. Kind of like the Jimmy G in Trey Lance situation. Like Shanahan is botching this. Had playoff, not just playoff hopes in sight. Like you, 
they could have been the top wild card seed with plenty of breathing room, you know, to stave off anybody trying to do a last minute, you know, grab of one of those three wild card spots in the NFC. And 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 the defense people go into the defense of Jimmy G still is just mind boggling. Mind boggling. Like it's a mate. It's almost amazing to me that anybody can watch football and see Jimmy G. The mistakes he makes, and and not turn and not want Shanahan to turn to Trey Lance and say, "Let's see what the rookie has. We have playoff spots, or playoff hopes in reach, and Jimmy G's going to destroy him. Jimmy G's going to destroy the playoff hopes. Everybody says, "Why fix what's not broken? It is broken. The rest of your team has put Jimmy G in a position." To maybe grab a playoff spot. And everybody looks at it like Jimmy G did this. And I said that on the quad box on Friday. We do a quad box show on Instagram. Where there's four of us. We talk Niner stuff only. It's fun. It's fun. And I'm like the fantasy angle. You know the outsider perspective. And. You know I'm oftentimes in in the, uh, alone for a while on, on a topic. And I'm not always right on everything. But I feel like I've been pretty spot on. On how this was going to play out. And I said I said a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago on the quad box. That if Jimmy, if the team turns it around at all. Unfortunately, Shanahan and Jimmy G are going to get credit. They're going to get credit. People are going to think it's because of them. And they want to give them another chance. When really what it is, it's a really talented team. That's trying to figure out another way to win. Figure out how to come together and win. And win. And win. And what's happening? Shanahan, people think Shanahan's the cause of, of the winning. People think it's Jimmy G. And then everybody says, don't fix what isn't broken. It is broken and, and Trey Lance was the answer. It's just shameful. It's shameful. Because I see it and I want I want goodness for my Niner followers I'm very supportive of them. If the Niners aren't playing the Cardinals, I'm rooting for the Niners to win, and I'm 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 for my 49er people. Like I really, really got their back. This is all me talking up a part of their team, and yet a lot of people take it as negative. Like, stop hating on the Niners. I'm not hating on the Niners. I'm talking about how the Niners could be amazing right out of the gate, right now, and 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 when. The Niners were down by a touchdown in this game. They should have put Trey Lance in right then. Trey Lance could have led them back. He did it in the preseason. He went toe-to-toe with the Cardinals. I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm from Arizona. We're having the best season we've ever had. Ever. We look phenomenal. We're the best team in football. At me. At me. We're the best team in football right now. And if you ask me, am I scared of Jimmy G? (laughs) Absolutely not. We we aren't losing a game against Jimmy G. We just aren't. We aren't. It's that's a cakewalk. Cakewalk game. If you put Trey Lance in the lineup right now and gave him the whole week to prepare, you guys could beat us. Not every time, but any given Sunday, I would be in a fun way, not a scared way. I want it. I want the best players on the field. I want the best players on the field. But we would be more scared of of Trey Lance because you guys would be dangerous. You would be dangerous. You could beat any team 
any given Sunday, you could put together multiple playoff wins in a row and get deeper into the playoffs. You can't do that with Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a game manager that can't win the game. He can't throw very well more than seven yards down the field. And his players, Kittle, Debo, are making him look good at times, and people give Jimmy G the credit. Everything Jimmy G's doing, Trey Lance would do better times 100. I mean, it's it's as simple as this. It's such a simple concept. It is so simple to break down this situation. You have Jimmy G. Here's the here's the end zone. You have Jimmy G who has very limited ability to get the ball into the end zone. How can he do it? Short passes slowly down the field or to a player like Debo or Kittle who are going to break a tackle and go all the way. Very one-dimensional. Trey Lance Trey Lance gives you all of these options on the table instantly. It's like opening up heat waves if you could see heat waves on a field a heat map you would see 10 times the ability to score points whether it's jet sweeps that would be even more dangerous with trey lance in there if you guys think debo samuel would be effective running the football with jim with jimmy g if you think he's that effective you just wait till till debo samuel is in there with trey lance because debo samuel is going to have wide open gaps and rushing lanes and defenses will have to focus on where Trey Lance is, shadow him all over the field, which spreads the defense out, which gives you a, a, a more efficient run game. Your run game is more efficient. That's one. You have another ability to score points in mo a multitude of ways. That's two. And three, you can sh throw these same short passes that Jimmy G can do. And four, he can launch the ball down the field 10 times better than, than Jimmy G. He has so many more options for you to deploy. The offense becomes absolutely dangerous. Absolutely dangerous the moment he steps on the field. Bill Belichick had the cojones to put in Mac Jones and move on. Here's the thing. What makes anyone in their right mind, a Niner fan, want to delay the future? And if you say, oh, quarterbacks need time to sit, they don't. That's, that's 1980. That's 1990. This is a different time. Okay, yes, that's early 2000s too, but it's different now. Quarterbacks are more prepared. Offenses are different. Offenses are easier for rookies to come into and, and do very, very well. It is very, very, very easy for a great quarterback to come in, and I think Trey Lance could be great, to come in and be successful. And if Trey Lance is just borderline great the offense will make him great it will level up whatever he's bringing to the table because the offense is lit the offense is loaded with talent and trey lance would thrive right away you're delaying the future you're delaying the future plain and simple plain and simple because i can tell you right now i can tell you right now jimmy g is not a part of your future whatsoever 
Anybody that thinks Jimmy G is going to start week one next year is completely nostalgia-driven. Like, there, there's, there's no chance, Jimmy. So why not move your rookie quarterback further along in the maturing process and get him ready? I, I don't understand. Like this is the this is the most head scratching argument I have with Niner people, and they're my they're my people. But it's crazy talk. It's absolutely. I don't know if it's blind support or what it is that makes somebody just completely ignore the facts. The facts are so simple. The facts are all over this this board right here. All over this board. He's the future in the now. It's 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 limitation or absolute greatness variety expanded playbook 100 ways to score or very simple and what helps the offense in turn helps the defense your defense is fire when your offense is keeping the ball moving down the field you're not three and out putting your defense back on the field quickly punt defense gets tired punt defense gets tired punt defense gets tired trey lance makes your defense Probably two times better. Immediately. It's a cascading effect. It's something that people don't talk about enough. Like the Bengals don't drop drafting Sewell. You don't draft you can't keep Burrow healthy. How are you gonna keep how are you gonna if you can't keep Burrow healthy, how are you gonna feed the ball to Jamar Chase or anybody else? It, it's like that whole argument. Like Jamar Chase was a bad pick because you can't drafting Jamar Chase didn't help the offensive line. Drafting Jamar Chase was the best help to the offensive line you could have come across. Not Sewell, not a lineman. Now, they botched the second round, I'll give you that. When the the Bengals were on the clock, I think they traded down. They should have got an additional... There were so many good offensive line on the board. The 2021 NFL draft was so loaded with offensive skill position talent, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs... That the defensive guys and offensive linemen, if you throw the defensive guys in too, the offensive linemen and a lot of defensive guys fell way, way, way too far. Way too far. The offensive linemen that were available to the Bengals were so money. Like first round talent sitting there, they traded down, they botched it. They didn't do a good job on drafting the offensive line. But drafting Jamar Chase was the only answer. You guys remember me going at it left and right with people? I even argued with... Former Browns coach Hugh Jackson on this topic. <laughs> I argue with everybody. Jamar Chase was the best way to fix the offensive line instantly. Instantly. Two times. You level up the offensive line two times just by drafting Jamar Chase. What that does to a defense, spreading a defense out. Unbelievable what people don't think about with that. Lance improves the 49er defense Instantly, the 49er defense becomes two times as effective like that with Trey Lance in the, in the game. People don't look at all that. It's a combination, a cascading, snowballing effect that helps the entire team move forward. Think of Kurt Warner when he came to the Cardinals. Kurt Warner had one of the best quick releases in the league in NFL history. Kurt Warner was a beast. There's a, there's a new t uh, movie coming out on Kurt Warner. Looks phenomenal. I'll post about it on my stories when it's out. Kurt Warner came to Arizona with a horrible offensive line, and he immediately changed everything about the offensive line. His quick release made defenses step back, spread out, and we instantly fixed our offensive line in a snap. And people don't see that. Like, 
Trey Lance is so important for the Niners' next step. And the longer you wait, the more you're guaranteeing yourself nothing this year. You pretty much had a shot. You had a shot at being that crazy turnaround. Look at the Patriots three, four weeks ago. Look at the Patriots now. If I would have told you four weeks ago, anyone in here, if I told you four weeks ago the Patriots could win the Super Bowl, you would have been, what are you talking about, Big Mac? He's, he's getting, he looks okay, but that team isn't ready. They've lost. They don't have enough wins. They're, there's no way the Patriots are going to be a Super Bowl potential appearer. And now look at them. The Niners had that potential because there's so much talent on that on that in that offense. So, but enough of Trey Lance. I, I talk enough about the Niners outside of uh, the show. So, real quickly, hit me with your American Underdog. That's what the 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 movie's called. Hit me with your questions real quick, and then we'll we'll call it a, a an hour show tonight. These are your waiver wire week fourteen ads. Not looking for a Superman. The O-line needs to get a feel for Lance. Pocket be, yeah, they need to... That's part of the point. They need to get all that in tune, bro. They need to practice multiple weeks. I'm done with this talk. Jimmy G is the... Uh, you don't have to be done with it, media. <laughs> Barber must pick up if you own Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, depends on who you got to drop, of course. Uh, Freeman, same, you know, depends on what's going on. You know, who you drop and Gainwell. Gainwell's a, uh, an attractive ad, but the scenario's got to be right for your team. Michelle, pr- Michelle and Gainwell are probably the most attractive ads for this week. I don't know that there are anybody else, any must-haves. Like St. Brown, potentially. Uh, Dynasty-wise, I don't see a lot of value for Michelle. I see a little bit of value in Gainwell, to be honest, but I kind of feel like that team, I don't know. I don't think that team, Jimmy G is the QB of the San Francisco 49ers 21. I don't know what media is on. Media wasn't always like this. Media wanted, media, there's a point where you wanted, you want to come on real quick, media? Here, I'll send you a link. (laughs) This should be interesting. This should be interesting, media. Let's see. Oh, my phone died. Uh, let me send it on web. Hold on. Instagram. <sighs> my, my phone. Can you even search by media? Here you go, media. Come on in, sunny boy. Come on in. I'm going to see if this is really media. I think this is his roommate. This has got to be his roommate. Uh, Super chat. Hey, I think... Still think Jamar Chase Chuba for Gibson Higgins is a bad trade. Mm, I, I could argue either side of the trade, to be honest. Right now, Higgins looks really, really good, but I, I still would rather have Jamar Chase moving forward. But right now, I probably would rather have Gibson and Higgins. To be honest with you, bro, I, I, I probably would rather have Gibson and Higgins for right now. For right now, I think this could change. I think 
Jamar Chase will have that good of a finish. I really, really do. I think Higgins is good enough, though. Like, Higgins is a wide receiver, too. To get Gibson, I think back a few... A few uh, I sent you a link. I sent you a link, Media. Hopefully I sent it to the right person. Media. Oh, whoops, sorry, Media. There you go. Um, I think this was back a week or two weeks, or what was it? And we didn't really know where Gibson was at. Right now, we feel pretty decent with Gibson and what, what his workload's going to look like. You know what I'm saying, Broski? So I, I feel a little bit better. I feel a lot better about, about Gibson. Start Barkley, Chuba, or Elijah Moore next week. <sighs> Probably Elijah Moore for right now, bro. For right now. Don't let him... Son, you meet. <laughs> oh. It's really me, bro. Okay, so before we start, this is the same guy that was on the same side of the Trey Lance. You kind of wanted him to start week one, kind of didn't. You were wavering a little bit. You're telling me that what you were. You were too. Where, where's the receipt? No, no, I never Media. said There's that. There's receipts all that. over. You were wavering. No. You were getting on. You were like, I'm getting in Lance camp a little, but I think I'm going to go Jimmy G. You were wavering. You were for sure wavering. There's receipts all over. We don't even. No, no, no. I was saying that we were going to draft him. Yeah, no, was... no. Media, I'm but talking I about. Said, I'm but ta- I never said he'll start week one. I always said Jimmy G. There, there have been times throughout the year you've wavered on whether he should come in. You have wavered on that. We we've talked yeah, about it. In. That's what I just but said, though. In. That's that's different than starting them. What do you mean come in? That is that's replacing Jimmy G. Like, it, no. anyway. <laughs> regardless, you're telling me what he's done from week one on. Week one to this point, your six wins. You feel like he's improved his situation in your mind. Jimmy G. Yeah, like you you feel like he wants to or he you feel like you're gonna go places with jimmy g you feel like he's gonna get you into the playoffs and take you deep into the playoffs like maybe you don't win at all but like what is your thinking what makes you feel like he's the better option than or at least better than the idea and potentially maybe it doesn't turn out the way it should but maybe it does why wouldn't you want to take the chance on a guy that has the ability to take you further than the guy that doesn't because you feel like maybe Trey might not be ready. Like, what makes you want to start Jimmy G? First off, I don't think the nine. My opinion is based off what I know about the Niners and Shanahan. And I don't think it happens. Also, different point. Thing is, also, the thing is, the offensive line, they're going to have to learn a lot because the scheming is pretty different when you have Trey Lance because of his rush running and, ability. And, and whose fault? And that? I don't think they're gonna be, and I don't think they're gonna be able to get that, you know, done by the playoffs either. Like, it's gonna take a lot. Yeah, it's it's Shanahan's fault, but I don't know, bro. I I, I, <laughs> I don't. don't I mean, I don't even see. First of all, I think that it'd be a lot 
easier than you think because he's actually played. He's been playing a Jimmy G built system that that is not Trey Lance's like, you know, toy. Like he's got to play with all it's like a settings in a vehicle that are set up perfectly for Jimmy G and he's got to drive this vehicle with Jimmy G's settings and the, with the seat and the rear view mirrors and everything. It wouldn't take that long to to help retool it a little bit. There will be different pass protections and different schemes, which is why this man needs a full week to get have his team prepare instead of when in when he did fill in for Jimmy G during Jimmy G's injury and you got you guys went toe to toe with my Cardinals which you can't do with Jimmy G you went toe to toe I'm telling you as a Cardinal fan we're more scared of Trey Lance by a hundred thousand miles than we are Jimmy G and that's because he's a he's a he's unpredictable he's elusive um and you give us a taste of our own medicine of a running quarterback being hard for our defense to shut down. And and to my point about making the defense be- better, bro, everything gets better. What's that humming? What the, that's the background. What is that? My back. Just, is, 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 that, is that your roommate humming? Yeah. Does he have his headphones on? He doesn't really wear Does he know he's on the fantasy football show right now? Nope. Does he know who I am? Nope. Tell him to hum. Take a lap. Take take a lap. <laughs> Media, uh, hit me with some. Good. Hit me with something convincing. You came on here like you were gonna come on here with thunder, bro. Like you're gonna take me down on this topic. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I personally won't believe that Jimmy, like Trent Lance, is gonna start this year. I, I don't see it happening. <laughs> Does he know you? Does he know he can be heard? Yeah. But we're in your headphones, so he can't hear any. He. Yeah. <laughs> um, blank twice if you need help. Okay. Let's let's listen I'm to him for. Let's listen to him for a second. What's he humming? I don't think. I don't know. Is it a song? Can you identify it? <sighs> Media, first of all, whether Shanahan makes a move or not is a completely different conversation. Because everything I'm yelling is about that Shanahan should do this but won't. So we can't use the argument... It won't happen because that's not what I'm arguing. I'm I'm with you. We are 100% agreement that Shanahan doesn't want to make a change. He's scared to. But injury will intervene, media, because this is Jimmy G we're talking about. So when he comes in, what are you going to say to me if, if Trey Lance comes in and balls out? That's what that's what he's going to say. He's going to he's going to freeze. <laughs> There right, he is. I'm back. Sorry. What are you gonna say to me if Trey Lance comes in and balls out? <laughs> oh my god. His room his roommate. Alright, let's let's make this snappy. Alright, media, we're gonna make this quick. What's gonna be your answer? Right. What's gonna be your answer for whether you should have done this sooner? If if he comes in and balls out, what is gonna be your excuse? 
Or will you at least admit, okay, maybe he should have come in because he's better than Jimmy G? Like, what what are you going to say? Are you going to be? Are you going to go? No, it's the right time. And because I don't think I'm sorry, but I don't think he's going to be ready. <laughs> I don't think he's going to look good. <laughs> Media, how how many years? Have you had have you been doing like predictions and everything? Like for football? Yeah. Like, you know, you're you're talking uh, about it, you're analyzing. Is this your like since I mean, I started my page in like March of twenty eighteen. Do you feel like then, you've do you feel like you've assessed kind of Do you feel like you've assessed it? Grew off that, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think our conversation. Can you go back into your room where your your roommate was humming? I think that set a tone. <laughs> it was kind of soothing. I, I think it. I think it helped me keep the the show on track with your roommate humming. I don't know, media. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> I appreciate you. I I was expecting some kind of crazy argument, and I didn't really get it. It was just I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, like you were you were on fire in the comments, bro. Like you had some big stance that was gonna shut me down. I'm just I'm trying to hear what is it? Yeah, because like we've had this conversation the whole entire since the last off season, and you still won't because stop talking about because my stance is Shanahan should do it. I'm not saying but he I will. Can, I don't. I'm saying he'll get hurt, and then then he'll. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if if Jimmy G got hurt and Shanahan didn't even start him, Trey. <laughs> like he's scared to. He's scared to. Because the thing is, I don't right now. Also, like when I see Lance beside, because he had to play that one game, right? I don't want to see Lance right now because the fact that Shanahan just keeps running it with him. Yeah, but does. I know. I mean, that's and true, but that's, you don't think scared. it's... It seems like he's scared to let through. So these are the reasons well. why I'm wrong is because Shanahan's a bad coach and he doesn't know how to use Trey Lance right, so therefore Jimmy G's the guy. Your argument is that Jimmy G's QB1 is what you said. You said Jimmy G's QB1. You argued it For as right if... now. But you For argued right it... But, but you clearly in the comments, and everybody will attest to this, I know it, you clearly argued we're arguing it as if it was because he's the better option and I'm crazy for wanting he Trey is. Lance. He okay, right now. but you're basically saying you don't like Trey Lance because you're afraid that Shanahan doesn't know what he's doing and he's going to just run him and he's not going to use him properly. That's why you're afraid of Trey Lance getting into the lineup. These are compl- these are like it's like we're we're combining 5,000 different arguments here. I agree. <laughs> like Shannon. I think, I think in the off season they're gonna work it out, and you know the offensive line, they'll they'll learn it, you know, during camp or whatever, and then. So Shanny gets a pass for for just being completely off target all year long, and like, okay, now that we're in the off season, we're just gonna make the right decision. And why are we doing this? Why are we going down the right, the right path now? Why not? Or then instead of now, like I just I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. If you believe Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance right now, that's where your argument should stand, and we'll let next week tell the story. 
But yeah, it I'm seems like you're that right now because I think that Jimmy G has played a lot more games than Trey Lance. And Trey Lance looks has looked solid when he's played, but that's only been like one and a half games. What did Trey Lance do in the preseason? Preseason, I don't. Care no, no, I, I'm asking you a series of questions. I'm not. I'm not asking for you to come to a conclusion on your own. I'm telling you, doesn't matter. To but what did he do? Though. What did he do? He had, he had a little hiccup. He overcame it. And he came yep. back and won the game, right? Yeah. It was a comeback. And it was after looking awful. I believe at halftime, it looked bad. We went live yeah. on Instagram as the quad box. And we were a little bit panicked. Because Trey Lance looked pretty like he made a lot of mistakes. He overcame it. He grew. Marched you back and won. I know it's the preseason. What did he do against the Cardinals? You guys almost beat us, media. Like, I, I don't understand how anybody can say that Trey Lance isn't ready when he's done these things in a very short window of time. He hasn't played, he played one game, and he also did well in the preseason. One or the other would be one thing, but the fact that there are two different pieces to look at. He's done nothing but well when he's been asked to do it. And he's doing that in not his offense, Jimmy G's offense. And I agree with you. It'll take time to transition it. That's why he needs that full week. Not thrown in when, you know what's going to happen? But Jimmy G's going to go down. Week will work. I don't even think a week will be enough. Because if, if that was the case, wouldn't you think that would have happened when we were playing the Cardinals? Like, no, because he doesn't want to play him. That's the whole point. Shanahan needs to be fired and removed from the situation because he's not handling it properly. He's not. He's Everyone in the chat goes back and forth. Not in our chat, but when we're on Instagram in the quad box, whether they want Shanahan gone or not. It depends if they win. If the, the Niners that won. Was, that was like a different story, though, I feel like, after the first two weeks of the season. I think right now, maybe there are still some fans out there, but but I think it's different. Let me give you a couple reasons why Shanahan has already proven he needs to be removed. Number one, he it was him, right, that said that that uh, Tom Brady was only marginally better than Jimmy G. Correct? Yeah. And okay, I, that, I think, I believe that he didn't want Brady because, you know, Brady kind of takes over. Yeah, and he, he doesn't like, want somebody who knows what they're doing, like, involved. Yeah, he, he wants want him to have a couple. Right. Of Isn't that bad coaching? If the GOAT wants to come play for your team media. That's not bad coaching. That's just a bad decision. That's bad coaching. Also, but but at the end of the day, also, it's not just Kyle Shanahan's fault. It's also, uh, you know, the, the GMs. Probably, that's probably the worst assessment, though. Not yours. But the worst assessment of a player I've ever heard of. Saying that Tom Brady was only marginally better than Jimmy G. And, and Tom Brady did an interview on this where he said, um, that freaking guy, like, you know, he was really upset about when he was told that. And he was right. He was completely right. Like when we found out it was Jimmy G, we all had a good chuckle because <laughs> it was it was true. Tom Brady was speaking facts. And who passed on Mahomes, Watson, rookie draft? But okay, yeah. Okay, who hasn't started any of their early draft picks yet? And doesn't use anybody that was taken in, even remotely early in the draft. Shanahan, Shanahan is not doing anything right, bro. Like, everything he's doing is is just a disaster. 
I think he's not a good head coach at all. Maybe he could be a good offensive coordinator again someday, but first of all, he would never take a demotion or anything, so he'd have to be removed and go somewhere else. And maybe he can get back his his you know mojo or whatever. But I just feel like I feel like there's just too many things in a row that this guy's proven he can't handle the big decisions. Maybe he can help scheme an offense and be an offensive coordinator, but he should not be in charge of personnel. He should not be in charge of when a player rises up to become a starter. He has not proven any of those things properly, bro. Um, he's botched this whole entire thing. I think the whole quad box has given up on Shanahan and given up on Jimmy G. I think the whole quad box is finally... And I'm surprised you're the only one. Media is like the the fifth man like of the quad box. You're the only one that's like going to bat for Jimmy G. Like It's crazy. Uh, to me, because I thought, yeah, I thought, well, you, you, so you want me to be not a loyal fan and to, to not want, like to hate on Jimmy G, but that's what that, I kind of, if he's the quarterback, I'm gonna continue we're, watching. We're peeling that. the onion back slowly but surely. In, okay, and I and I appreciate this about you, media. I'm not trying to rip on you, but we're peeling the onion back slowly but surely. What's really going on here is you're just being loyal. You're being blindly loyal, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Your loyalty to whoever's in there, your loyalty to a coach that's botching every single step, every single step of the way, is um, amazing. And I and I, I respect it, and I envy it. I wish I could be like you, media. I wish I could have a team. And the Cardinals are my team, but I'm fantasy first. I'm too embedded in fantasy. Um, to really say that anything comes before fantasy, it doesn't. The Cardinals winning a Super Bowl and fantasy, their fantasy trumps everything. It's just the way my life is built. I envy you in a way because you can be blindly loyal to a team. But I think we've peeled it back, and you're wanting to support whatever is going on there, and I, I at least appreciate that. But it's Trey Lance season coming soon. Get ready. Next season, yeah. Media, I got to go. I appreciate you. Thank <laughs> you for coming on and grilling me. Grilling tell your roommate, brain. tell your roommate to learn some new tunes, bro. <laughs> tell him to tell him to can he can he do this? Can he sing this? Can he sing this? Get lambed. Getting lambed. We need to give him the media leave. <laughs> media just disconnected. Oh. I, I I tried to be easy on him and I think I was. I think and I and I give him some props at the end. Like I think what it boiled down to is he's just a fan. Like, just doing his job. Just doing his job as a loyal fan. And for that, I respect you, media. I respect your loyalty, dedication. You are a loyal, loyal fan to the bone. I'm not a fan. I'm an analyst. My job is to break down the truth and try and figure out what, what needs to happen and just, I don't know. Um, Get lamb. Get lambed. I'm out of here. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. My name's Smitty. Let me make sure I didn't miss a super chat. I think I did. Adam. I think Kyle was overruled on picking up Mac Jones. 
there, I've said that before, bro. I, I think you, there, you could be right. But if he was over, then I, then I circle back to if he was overruled, um, then why would he have the authority to not use Lance? You know what I mean? If he was given, not given the power there, why would he be given the power there? Who knows? Uh, John, I got your super chat. I appreciate you, John. I appreciate you, Justin Garcia. Thank you very much for the super chat. Good buddy. Good pal. Um, Adam, I appreciate you. I appreciate all of media's 100 comments about this topic. Scott, I appreciate you, Scott. I hope Hendo doesn't lose his job for your sake. Cam, I appreciate you, Cam. We'll get to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon later, so stay tuned for that. Adam, I appreciate you. Rock out, of course. Appreciate rock out. Of course, I appreciate Thomas and WRM and Adam again and, and Slayer and Johnny. Johnny, always dropping just super chat loads all over the place. And Gary and Zachary Barlow and Keaton and Joel and Vincent and Zapata. And Double A and Curry and Brandon and Broly and Alexander for being the first ones in the room tonight. Notification squad. Uh, I always try and call out the people that were in the room first. So shout out to you. Nick, I appreciate you. Dante Hilliard, I like him a lot. You know, he should be added too. You're right because I think he's probably available in a lot of leagues. A good catch. Um, That's a good one, bro. Let's put Dontrell Hilliard or Dontrell Hilliard. You say Dante? Dante Hilliard. Dante! Dantes! Dantes Hilliard! <laughs> now you're you're making me second guess how to spell his name. Dontrell. Is it Dante? No, it's not Dante. <laughs> Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard. <laughs> you got me second guessing myself, bro. Dante. We're calling him Dantes moving forward. Dantes Hilliard. You ever see, uh, what's the movie? Count of Monte Cristo. Dantes. <laughs> but. Very, very good. I put, I put him here. Kind of amazing. Uh, we didn't really think of him, Dontro, because I mean he was, he was last week's pickup, but a lot of people didn't, didn't grab him according to the data. So uh, we'll put St. Brown and, and and Freeman down here, and we'll put Don Tess, Dontrell Hilliard right there. Um, that's it. That's all I got for you today. Kind of unorganized show little bit of a battle ensuing between me and media who I appreciate. Go follow media. Media, are you still here? Media, where you at? Go follow my boy 49er Media on Instagram. I'll even put his handle up. He's a good buddy. IG at 49er Media. Let's give him a little Niner Red. And that looks like it's saying greater than. That's not. Let me see. 
IG. There we go. Go follow my boy 49er Media. Is he not even in here? He's so mad he disconnected and didn't even stay. Didn't even stay. That's okay. Go follow him at 49er Media on Instagram. Um, appreciate all you. Like the video on your way out the door. Subscribe if you're new. Please ask me a question. Oh, there he is. You know I hate. You know you hate me, Smitty. It's okay. No, it's not okay, media. Media, go follow my boy, media. Does that look like somebody I hate, media? Does it look like I hate you, media? Come on, bro. Go follow 49er Media on Instagram. He is an up-and-coming... Uh, you know, like, Dr. Raj is, like, here for 49er pages and really pages across the board. RSF 49ers, go follow him, too. RSF 49ers. Media is, like, climbing. And he's, like, he's, like, uh, he's, like, a rookie coming in that's got tons of promise. Raj is, like, the veteran. And he's trying to take out his father. We think... Raj says maybe he's his kid. We don't know. Appreciate everybody. Subscribe if you're new. Drop a comment right now. And I will try and get back to everybody that drops a comment on this video. Not in the live chat, but on the comments after the video posts. I'll try and get back to everybody in the first 12 to 24 hours. Anybody that leaves a comment. And I will uh, try and get back to you. Rams fan can't stop. Take a lap. Media doesn't have to take a lap. All right. Later.